What is going on to all of my Sixers fans? Your Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Although this wasn't probably we anticipated, we were all looking forward to this game, thinking that the Sixers finally would roll over a team that they're supposed to at home. It really wasn't per se that way. Uh, it was another one where the Sixers would have to climb back against a lesser opponent, but would find a way to get a solid win. A 10-point win as the Sixers take care of the New Orleans Pelicans tonight, 117-107. to We will get to the details of tonight, and I understand why some Sixers fans may be a little bit upset. If we're not steamrolling these types of teams, Sixers fans start losing their insanity. But it is all right. We'll discuss We'll discuss all the uh, action tonight. Joel Embiid with another impressive performance. Tobias Harris also stepped up, ladies and gentlemen. How about Toby tonight? We'll get to it all, of course. Make sure real quick, guys, before we dive into today, if you guys enjoy the content and you like to see some more, you want to help your boy out, please, really quick, hit that like button. Keep in that like button. Of course, make sure you guys join on in this family and subscribe to both channels, DSM Media and El Parcero Philly's YouTube channel as we discuss Philly sports all the damn time. And, of course, make sure you guys subscribe and rate as well to Oyen Philly Sports. We rebroadcast all of these videos onto podcasting uh, sites, and you can find them all under Oyen Philly Sports. What's up, TikTok? We got TikTok in the building. What's happening, guys? Make sure you guys listen. Guys, tap that screen. Tap, 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 tap that screen. And, of course, if you guys are sports fans, predominantly Philly sports fans, we talk Philly sports all the damn time here, so consider following if you haven't already. So welcome on in, TikTok. Can't wait to get to you guys in a little bit. Of course, at the end of these, we always like to get your comments, questions, and concerns. So start putting them in the chats. Start putting them in the comments section on YouTube. Start putting them in the comments here on TikTok Live. We will get to those in just a bit after I give you guys my thoughts on tonight's Sixers versus the Pelicans. And this will also be one of two tonight. Well, obviously, we have to talk about the Sixers and Pelicans after this. If you are a Flyers fan, stay tuned. We will have the Flyers versus Islanders recap as well that just went final up in Belmont, New York as well. But let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. This is a game tonight where I felt like, uh, well, I, I wanted them to build up. Number one, I wanted to build up for San Antonio. Solid win again against another lesser opponent. They were away down in San Antonio. Um, and obviously, we don't need to talk about Friday night, right? We don't need to talk about that debacle. But getting a win against San Antonio, getting back into the groove of things, getting that 24-point blown lead out of your head and get on a little bit of a roll again, right? That's kind of what we want to see here. Um, but specifically, I want to see this team take over the center, make that place your fortress yet again. I feel like they've gone away from that this season. Now, some of the comments that we've seen throughout the season, whether it be from Tobias Harris or Doc Rivers, or heck, even Joel Embiid talking about fans criticizing him prior. Like, a part of me thinks, like, does this... Oh, how can I forget Danny freaking Green as well coming out, not once, but twice in defense for his teammates. That is very admirable. But uh, come on, man. You don't you don't want to poke the, poke the uh, bear there. You really just don't want to do that. So a part of me thinks, does this Sixers team have the mantra, us versus them, us versus the fans? Listen, Sixers fans, Philly sports fans, we could be annoying as all hell. We could be extremely toxic as well. But the most important thing when you look at the pure, the diehard fans, they are passionate. They will stick with you no matter freaking what. Heck, Ben Simmons may not appreciate Sixers fans, but the fact of the matter is this fan base stuck by him through all of the BS, including myself. Up until Game 7, I was right there with Ben Simmons. I had his freaking back. And, of course, we all saw what happened. Even just the video, seeing the guy, you know, helping him with the free throws. Like, yo, Ben, uh, uh, 
it's a come on, come on. Like we we seen the countless times where Sixers fans have stuck up for players like Ben Simmons. So I really hope that the Sixers don't take on that mantra. At the end of the day, if you want to make a run in the playoffs, you need the center to be the home court advantage that we all know it can and will be. So get those guys involved. And I did see times tonight, especially when they were six, were going on a run, especially in the second half. They were definitely trying to get that crowd involved as well. Um, tonight was all about that. Uh, so to start off this game, Joel Embiid, you know, he wastes absolutely no time. He gets the ball, drives up to the court, and then he hits you with a nice little Kobe fadeaway from near the baseline. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful fadeaway. And at that point, I'm like, all right, yo, Joe, Joe ain't messing around. We're, we're in a minute in this game. This man's already pulling up fadeaway uh, jumpers from the baseline. So here we go. Here we go. We got this. And then the Sixers ran into uh, Hernan, uh, Willie Hernan Gomez, who this is a kid who I, I guess I shouldn't call him a kid anymore, but he's someone that's been bouncing around the league. Uh, and he's honestly not a terrible player. Like he, he ha- obviously has some size. Uh, he's not the most efficient shooter out there. But tonight, uh, this was the first game he's played since, I think they said, December 31st. And you can clearly see that there was a chip on this guy's shoulder. He wanted to come in here, and he wanted to pro- prove that he can go up against the likes of a Joel B. He took on that 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 challenge, and he, and he took it by the—he grabbed, the, grabbed the bull by the horns. That, honestly, was pretty impressive to see. Now, Willie is playing on a New Orleans Pelicans team that, look, he's obviously not the future of what the Pelicans are trying to do. So he's he's out here, you know, essentially auditioning for the other NBA teams. And I, I really like the way he was attacking Joel Embiid. He got the most of Joel Embiid in that first half. He I think he finished the half with 21 points. He looked really dominant. He was getting to Joel Embiid. He was being aggressive. He had a, a block or two on Joel Embiid. And um, the Pelicans were able to to feed around him. You know, everyone kind of stepped up. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Herbert Jones, Garrett Temple, Temple. Jose Alvarado, which not the Phillies, Jose Alvarado, that wild lefty. Jose Alvarado, the guard, first time I've seen him. Um, this this dude plays with a little chip on his shoulder. That That's for sure. That is absolutely for sure. But everyone was able to kind of um, feed off of Willie Hern- uh, Hernan Gomez, kind of going off for the New Orleans Pelicans. And just the defensive energy, and you, know, you hear the guys talking about it after the game, it wasn't there in the first half, and that's why you had a guy like Hernan Gomez kind of turn up, and everyone kind of falls suited as well. Uh, but you know that 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 to me was just a half where the Sixers played down to their opponent, right? They didn't they they thought they had this locked up right off the jump. They were just be able to play their game, but this is the NBA, and I just don't understand how we still are talking about this. And you know, we talked about last week how the press, I forget his name, the media member, but challenged um, Doc after the, the Clippers game. Challenged Doc Rivers and asked him, was coaching a part of the reason why they lost on that night? And that's the reason why they're asking you those questions, Doc, because even a night like tonight, when your guys are not showing up and getting up for a lesser opponent and the New Orleans Pelicans, those type of questions are definitely valid. Uh, So that was definitely a concern. Now, halftime, you heard Joel talk about after the game. You know, he went in the locker room right away. He said, that's my bad. That's my bad. That's my bad. And, And you like to see that from your leader. Um, and, and everyone kind of follows suit from Joel Embiid. And as, as the third quarter started, the intensity went up, both on offense and defense, especially with Joel Embiid. And the team kind of follows suit. This team is, is it, it, you know what it is? They're following suit with Joel Embiid. Wherever he goes, they wherever he takes them, they will follow. And that's kind of what you you continue to see night in, night out with Joel Hans Embiid and the Sixers team. 
Um, it, it didn't take until 6.38 in the third quarter. Tobias Harris hit a uh, a little mid-range jumper that they got their first lead, 66-64, to 64, and that was the first lead that the Sixers had until the uh, since the first quarter. And this Pelicans team had three 10-point leads in the first half, and for the Sixers, to for it to take uh, essentially, what what is it, uh, 18 minutes for them to gain a lead over the New Orleans Pelicans, definitely concerning. But they found a way to get the lead, and after they got the lead, they never really looked back. Uh, credit to New Orleans Pelicans. They really did. They really were not trying to go away. But once Joel Embiid was finding his way, you had Furkan Korkmaz making some big shots, Tobias making some shots, Matisse being a, a presence defensively. And, I, and we'll talk about his offense in a little bit. Um, but number two, the main th big thing from the difference between the first and the second half were the turnovers. I would think, believe the Sixers had like nine turnovers in the first half. Uh, in the second half, they had two turnovers in the whole half. They had no turnovers in the third quarter. That's when the Sixers try started to try to cut that lead down. But, but New Orleans, especially in that first six minutes of that third quarter, they were knocking out shots. They were not trying to go away, but the Sixers' firepower was just way too much between Joel, Ferky, Toby, and, and Co. And the Pelicans really could not do much. And the Sixers uh, just really would take over and will dwindle down this game as they would win 117-107. Let's look at the starting lineup here tonight. Of course, Joel Embiid starting at center. Uh, Tobias Harrison, Stiebel forward. Furkay, Corkins, and Tyrese Maxey uh, was your backcourt. Joel Embiid tonight finished with 42 points, 12 of 24 from the field. It's good enough for 50%. He was not, though, however, sharp. He was not a sharp shooter from a three-point line. He only took three attempts, and he was not able to knock down any. Um, and he was 90% from the free throw line. I believe tonight he made some more. Uh, he made more history. Uh, four straight games, 35-plus points uh, or more, and 10 boards at least in four straight games. So very impressive here by Joel Embiid um, getting his 42 points, doing a little bit of everything, carrying this team. I mean, Joel Embiid's numbers this year are absolutely ridiculous, and there's a reason why he's in the running for MVP. He definitely deserves that. Um, and tonight, uh, it really the turnaround really started with him once his intensity went up. Went up. Once he got back to stout rim protecting defense, that's when everything followed suit as well. Uh, we got to give credit to Tobias Harris tonight. I know you guys love to kill Toby. I, I get it. I I, I, I do. Uh, but tonight he was really good. And yes, this was against the New Orleans Pelicans. And I believe for most of the night uh, from New Orleans, they had Herbert Jones on uh, and Garrett Temple on Tobias Harris. But look, he was efficient. He was aggressive. He's what we need on a night-to-night basis. He needs to play like that. Now, obviously, I'm not expecting him to score 30-plus points or more on every given night, but we talked about this. He needs to be at scoring at least 22 points a night. At least, that's what he needs to do. But 33 points, 13 of 19 from the field, so he took his shots, an efficient shot, uh, efficient shooting tonight, and more importantly, he was 3 of 3 from the three-point line and perfect from a free-throw line as well. And to add on to that, 11 boards to give himself a nice little double-double. Only two assists, but that's okay. He was being more aggressive, finding his spots, being very methodical in the way he was attacking the the, uh, the rim and also taking those open shots when needed, making shots when the Sixers really needed him as well. So for Toby, this was, this was probably his best performance of the season. And I know we don't want to hear that against a team the likes of a of the New Orleans Pelicans, but it'll definitely take this performance here uh, from him. Furkan Korkmaz provided some great shots here and much-needed uh, shots for the Sixers here tonight. Uh, 13 points, and that's really what you want from him. 
Um, once we get the starting lineup, we'll get some more bodies back. Uh, when Ferky's able to go back to the bench, that's really when I, I, this team right now is not that deep, and you're seeing what's going on because of that. Um, but once you get guys back, you know, your Shake Milton's, your Danny Greens, um, your Seth Curry's, who's now missed, I think, now three games, that's when you'll be able to see uh, guys like Furkan, Korkmaz, Shake Milton, George's Niang. I think Danny Green will get put back into the bench as well. Um, that's when you'll see some some of that depth and reason why I really like the, the how deep this team could potentially be. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, uh, so-so night, only 10 points, kind of more on the quieter side, 4-10. Uh, from the field, two four from a three-point line, not terrible. But when Tobias Harris is kind of doing what he's doing, uh, Tyrese Maxey, which is more so looking to to help out in the offense and the other aspects, not just scoring. And the Matisse Thibel rounded out the starting lineup with he only had three points tonight, and it was a uh, a layup with an and one, and that's really where he got his three points. But listen, his first game back, number one, that is the most positive thing to see here with Matisse Thibel and his return. Um, but you know, again, uh, we'll give him a couple games. You know, obviously we'll give him a little leeway missing two weeks, uh, but he needs to be more active on the offensive side. And that we, I mean, how many times have we talked about that this year? He was, the, he was definitely a presence this, this, uh, on defense. And we definitely missed that. We absolutely missed that. The athleticism that he has being that presence down the perimeter, uh, be the ability to guard the one from one through five. It is a very, have that as well, but offensively the excuses are done now in year three. He's got to provide more offensively. Um, an issue tonight, I will say, was obviously the bench, like we just mentioned. We need our bodies back. But 16 points from the bench is not going to cut it. Not going to cut against the New Orleans Pelicans. It is damn sure not going to cut it with the likes of the Nets, the Bucks, or the Heat. So that obviously is going to improve once you get some bodies back. Um, but even a guy like George's Niang and Andre Drummond giving you 10 points combined, that's a little bit of a concern, ladies and gentlemen. Isaiah Joe was taking his shots. He continues to take his shots. He's just not knocking them down at a, at a higher clip that we need. He was two six uh, from the from a three point line, and really all of his shots were from the three point line. So um, that's that's really what we uh, anticipated here tonight. But um, Nick, this this uh, concerning part about the New Orleans Pelicans, Nikel Alexander Walker, ladies and gentlemen, he had thirty one. Points for the New Orleans Pelicans to top that off, which we didn't anticipate that to happen the way Willie Hernan Gomez was playing. But Willie Hernan Gomez finished with 29 points. I will say it's a good job by the Sixers to kind of slow him down in the second half as he only was able to get eight points. Uh, but yes, giving guys like Walker and Hernan Gomez 30, uh, 31 and 29 respectfully, respectfully. That is terrible. It is absolutely god-awful. I will say this. The Sixers' rebound got better as, as the second half went on. They actually were losing that category in the first half. So kudos to them to kind of bounce back in that. One thing I didn't, forgot to mention that I want to as well, I understand that the Sixers are a little bit shorthanded. But what I want them to focus on, and this is kind of really on Joel Embiid, I understand Joel Embiid feels a need to play super Superman ball because of the fact that they are a little bit shorthanded. But if we go back to that same winning streak earlier in the year, if we remember the reason why they were successful, and look, I felt like they could beat some of the best teams during that run, the ball movement was something that we, it's something we haven't really seen since then, but the ball movement was really crisp. Finding those that extra guy, finding those higher, more higher efficient shots, uh, and I want them to get back to that. The assist numbers were a lot higher than what we're seeing right now. Uh, tonight, they had 26 assists. 
mat- match that up exactly with New Orleans, who had 26 as well. But I think, especially with the weaker team like this, they need to fo- focus and work on that that crisp ball movement. And I know you have a Joel Embiid. I get that. But too many times, beginning of the games, we're just relying on Joel Embiid to kind of take over right off the bat. In my opinion, I think in the beginning of the games, we should just focus on moving the ball and finding that hot shooter. Because look, once you're able to knock down some shots and create some space, that is only going to open things up for Joel Embiid. So to me, the ball movement, I think it needs to get approved upon uh, completely. Uh, uh, 10, 10 turnovers tonight. That's got to get better. Eight turnovers for the New Orleans Pelicans. Sixers uh, shot a little bit worse than the uh, Pelicans. 46% to New Orleans, 48 um, New Orleans saw, shot 40% from the three, and that was because Alexander Walker was just freaking uh, – he was he was nice from the three-point line. He was nice from there. Uh, 32 for, 32% for the Sixers uh, there tonight. Um, and then, of course, the, uh, the concerning part was the second-chance points. Uh, they absolutely dominated the Sixers in this aspect. 26 points to uh, – I'm sorry, the Sixers dominated this. 26 points to nine. And that was all a lot that came uh, in the second half. The stat that I really wanted to look at, that's why I was confusing – was the fast break points. And this was concerning after one half of play. 19 points of Pelican scored to the Sixers' five, and that was all off the turnovers that they were giving them in the first half. The, the Pelicans were converting a lot a lot on those turnovers, and they were turning them into fast break points. That's where they got a lot of their bread and butter, and that's why we were down eight going into to halftime. That's got to get better as well, especially to a team like the New Orleans Pelicans. The worst thing to do to a team that that you are uh, that's a less than you, and obviously New Orleans is a younger team. They've been missing a lot of key pieces. They're playing a lot of young players. You give them those fast break points, they're going to punish you, right? So that's got to get improved upon as well. And the the points in the paint ha- that 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 can't happen, especially when you have Joel Embiid and Andre Drummond, both of those guys. So that's got to get improved upon. So overall. Um, this was a win and obviously the wins continue the, the confidence. Um, but I just think that the, 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 the style of play for the Sixers just needs to change up a little bit. We need to be more of, of a team oriented, uh, team, <laughs> no pun intended there, but I know we have Joel Embiid who's playing at an MVP rate, but that is not sustainable within the playoffs. There's going like, we see, we've seen this before. Like if, if anyone remembers the bubble year, when the Sixers got swept by the Celtics, Celtics game plan was was precise. Just let Joel Embiid do, do what he does, and then just make the other players around him try to beat you. And that's how we wound up losing four in that series. And if guys don't step up, if guys don't do their part, we're going to be running into the same type of stuff as well. So it's it's listen, it's it's not bad. It's definitely a, a win at home, which is more important as well to kind of take turn that around. I think now we are eleven and nine at home. So like we got to have a better record at home. That that's just a fact. That that's just a, a point blank fact. Uh, so we'll see how they they move on from here. But that's uh, your time now, guys. We're gonna go to the comments, the questions, and concerns. Well, we'll still start off with TikTok here today. TikTok, listen. I know y'all love your football, but let's keep it basketball. Let's keep it Sixers related in respect to this to the Sixers and the basketball community. So uh, let's check out what's going on on TikTok. What's happening? We got the guy, uh, the guy Juan. What's happening, Juan? Kemas MVP. MVP, MVP, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, man? Uh, yeah, the guy Juan. I, I, I was definitely I was there for on Friday. Um, I'm gonna try to make another Sixers game this year. Not promising anything. Um, more so, I would I'm trying. I would love to go to an away game somehow, somewhere in the area, whether it be the Knicks, the Nets, the the Wizards, whatever's left now as far as the schedule goes. 
Uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm trying to get to the Flyers game. To be honest, we haven't yet to go to the Flyers game. We already went to a Sixers game this year, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. But appreciate you checking on in, brother. I appreciate it, man. Uh, J32Jam, thank you so much for the follow. I appreciate that. Welcome to the family. Luke, what's going on? What's happening? What's going on? What's going on? Baseball lover checking in. What's happening? Uh, <laughs> thanks, J Sav. J Sav checking on in as well. Uh, how about the players? What about the players? Uh, okay. All right. We got some interesting people in the TikTok live today. Go Cavs. What's up, baseball lover? Yeah, hey, your Cavs are playing well, man. Your Cavs are playing damn well. That's for sure. That is for sure. I can't wait to face. I really can't wait to face off those guys. I really want to see the Cavaliers in person. I want to see how these three bigs essentially are playing with one another. You guys got Jared Allen with with marketing and Evan Mobley. That's definitely intriguing. I really want to see uh, see how that looks. Hail Wolverine. Hey, Hail Wolverine. It has been a while. What's happening, man? What's going on with you? Cade Cunningham. That dude's a beast, man. That dude is an absolute beast. He's going to be nice going forward. Uh, Evan Mobley is going to win Roley of the Year. That's it's, he's, he's up. To, I definitely he's definitely a candidate. He's definitely a top candidate to win Rookie of the Year. I haven't really thought about who's going to win Rookie of the Year. I wish it was Jaden Springer, but as we all know, my man's bouncing back between Delaware and, and Philly, and I don't think he'll see much more time up here in Philadelphia. It's it's it sucks because we've had a couple of these rookies kind of uh, uh, punch above their weight and have been able to play some good minutes with the Sixers over the past couple seasons, and uh, it's okay. Jaden, you know, some other players got to develop a little longer than others. We'll see what happens. Uh, baseball over Rose. Okay, awesome stuff. Thank you so much for that, Rose. I appreciate that. Uh, let's check on two. We got Ryan checking on in. What's happening, Ryan? What's going on? I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good, man. Get ready for this Flyers recap, which capping off the Sixers one, man. We're 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 happy here, man. We're always happy. Joel Embiid seems like an up tempo seems like up tempo conversations of a MVP and playing with a talent to improving his ability to make a huge improvement on his skills. We would it'd definitely be nice to have some uh, more players. I, I think for Joel. And this is why I kind of I'm like on the fence with the James Harden stuff, which we'll, we haven't discussed as well. But, um, you know, when it comes to James Harden, we kind of talked about it on TikTok before. Uh, I'm, a, I'm conflicted because obviously we know the star that is James Harden, right? We all know the the, the historical scorer that he is. Um, and we all know that to me, when it comes to Joel Embiid to uh, fully unlock this 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 ridiculous beast, I mean, Joel Embiid's already a ridiculous beast, but to fully unlock it, I really feel like if you get a guard who can work with him on that pick and roll to perfection, pretty much J.J. Redick on steroids, um, that's what I, I think could really be unstoppable for Joel Embiid. It's, he's doing it in many different ways. You know, today he was talking about how, um, obviously without Ben Simmons here, you know, Ben Simmons was the guy that would lead the charge on transitions and control the pace of the game. And now Joel Embiid is trying to take on that a little bit of that responsibility. That's why you see him handling the ball and bringing it up as that point guy. Um, but I do think that having a, a guard that stature, that's why I wanted Damian Lillard as well. Having a guard that stature really would unlock the full capabilities of Joel Embiid. Um, the problem with James Harden, in my opinion, is obviously the age, uh, 32. He's been going through his fair share of injuries. And, of course, James Harden doesn't have really have a track record of winning. And neither do we. So I don't really like that matchup together. At least, you know, when you had Kawhi going to Toronto, Kawhi's won before, won an MVP before in the finals, going to Toronto, haven't had a lot of luck in that category. That makes sense a little bit more. But this 
I just, I just, it, it would definitely be a huge risk you would be taking doing a sign and trade with the Nets. Uh, part of it. it's obviously that we'll see down the line in the all season, but I'm still on the fence with James Harden, man. I'm definitely still on the fence. Uh, Tobias Harris, uh, con contribute from the, the scoring of a good, decent, solid game to played a lot of defensive score. Yeah, right. It's, it's interesting because I really felt like Tobias's defense has actually gotten better as these games have gone on offensively he's obviously been going through a mental thing and i and, and i think it's more so of him kind of battling with himself i do think for himself he holds he holds his game to a higher standard and i think that he was just battling with himself but uh this is good honestly this is this is a good sign seeing his confidence and i know it's against the pelicans but this is what you want to see for him to get his confidence rolling uh so we'll see what happens in the next game mike's checking on it what's happening we got snow time with mike what's happening I was going to go to the game, but oh, no, Mike. Sorry to hear that, brother. Please be safe, man. Please get get better, man. And that sucks. I know you were at that Flyers game before that as well, man. So please, please be safe, man. I appreciate you checking in while you're uh, you're going through your COVIDs, brother, man. Ignore the Flyer. <laughs> Dylan, we're actually, Dylan, we're going to talk about the Flyers after this. In about five minutes, we're going to sign off, and we'll, we'll, we're going to start off the Flyers game recap, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> Great window. They played so good today. Yeah, man, they, they, did, they did play good, man. They did play good. Uh, Joe Jeff for MVP. Uh, listen, you know I agree, man. You know I agree. Tyrese is so freaking underrated. He was quiet tonight, um, but he's still learning. He's getting better. Um, I, I'm, I continuously uh, stay impressed with how he's kind of taking this role um, and made, made no has made no excuses and has just gotten better, better and better. And this is a tough spot that the Sixers, honestly, Ben Simmons has kind of put him in, and he he's kind of taken this by uh for the bull from by the horns. And you're seeing what's happening right now, Tyrese Maxey maturing before our eyes. It's great to see. Uh, Mike says if JoJo keeps playing like this, he could win MVP, and maybe we can go to the Eastern Conference Finals. That would be nice. That is obviously the hope, man. That's obviously the hope. Uh, for he better thing is all about Furkan Court's lack of defense while playing inside and out of the paint. He's listen, he's just not that coordinated as far as the defense goes, but he gives you energy. He gives you he he gives you effort on that side of the ball. But for Furky, I'm just looking for to provide some scoring off the bench, space it out. Uh he's obviously got that shot when he's confident, when he's playing with that energy, he's really tough to stop. So that's all we need to do with him. Dylan, I would love John Morant. John Morant's one of my favorite players that's not a sixer. Um, and he's he, to me, I can't believe he's not in the MVP uh, talk right now. I don't think he's a leading candidate, but he should be in the conversation for MVP, in my honest opinion, man. Uh, picking up some good backup centers in the last years. That is true. That is true. Shake Mill has developed a better playmaking when he is there. He will find a creative. Yeah, we just need Shake to come back. That That's it, man. We just need Shake Mill to come back. Uh, Danny Green got to have a lot of pressure on his perimeter defense. And continue the turnovers without any mistakes. Yeah, we'll see what what Danny comes back, what he provides for us. But obviously, with Danny, it's really simple. Veteran leadership, more importantly, providing some spacing out um out on the outside. And of course, you know, at his age, obviously, he's not going to be able to move laterally, probably how he did a couple of years ago. Um, but he's a smart player and he's a good defender. He's the king of the steel. So he's going to be able to provide more with that team defense that the Sixers team has been able to have over the past couple of years. Uh, funny how it was Wentz is better than Dak and Simmons over Tatum. <laughs> Honestly, I'd never said Simmons was better than Tatum, but I thought that Simmons could have been better than Tatum. But as we all know, 
that story went a different direction. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton was minus 40 today. Holy crap. Since he didn't have a lot to, of stops to make sure they can have uh, biggest intensity. That is wild. Minus 40, bro? That's wild, man. That's absolutely wild. And B, what's up, Ever? Ever Mar uh, Diaga. What's going on, man? And B will win MVP th this season no matter what. I love it, Ever. I love it, man. I hope you're right, man. I hope you're right, brother. I hope you're right. Um, let's see. Halloween Cunningham has 38, 8, 8, and 4, and no free throw attempts. It's pretty damn impressive. I told you, man. I like that kid, man. I like that kid. Uh, D1Z, what's happening? What's going on? MVP. That's right. Let's get it, man. Welcome on in. Um, yeah, so at, at DZZ, if this is your first time, first off, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we do these after every six Philly sports events. Uh, Phil, uh, Sixers, Phillies, Flyers, Eagles, Union. We recap it. We talk about it. We hang out. I get your guys' thoughts. Um, so anytime you're, if you're a Sixers, Flyers, Phillies, Union, Eagles fan, come on after the game and come hang out. Give me your thoughts, your questions, and your concerns. We're, you know, we're talking about, we're working, but trying to make possibly get some sort of a uh, call-in type of system. We'll, we'll definitely uh, keep that in mind. But uh, thank you so much for uh, checking in, man. Definitely stop back in. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. That's where we always broadcast them for sure. Um, Sam Thompson, what's happening, man? Embiid for MVP. Damn straight, man. Damn straight, man. After uh, go to food in the center, I don't, I don't usually eat at the center. Uh, but if I do, there's no way in hell I'm, I'm going to pass up uh, Chickies and Pete's fries. Fries uh, with the cheese dipping sauce. It is uh, it is a great uh, uh, delicacy at a, at the Wells Fargo. At any Philly sporting event, I'm pretty sure they sell them at the link. It's been a while since I've been to the link. Um, they sell them down in Chester for the Union. Um, obviously, they sell them for the Sixers, uh, the Flyers, and the Wings games. And they definitely sell them for the Phillies as well. So you got to go crab fries all day. All day, baby. All right, guys, it's going to do it for today's recap. Uh, of course, we got to hop back on and, and do the Flyers. Um, next time we will see the Sixers will actually be on Thursday night, 730. We'll be on primetime TV. And you guys know what time it is. It's Lakers time. We're going to be seeing those bums out from L.A., the Lakers. But they will actually, um, I believe it or not, I think they are going to be here. Yeah, they will be here for that one. Um, and Lakers are actually, man, they're not a terrible team. They're sitting eighth right now in the West. Um, they are coming off of a, a win today, actually, against the Brooklyn Nets. AD returned today, so we'll see what they look like here uh, on Thursday night. I know LeBron, he's been put, he's been putting the team on his back, that's for sure, for the Los Angeles Lakers. So that's always exciting. You guys know I hate the Lakers, so I'm excited for that game, that's for sure. All right, we'll be back in a couple minutes, guys. If you guys are a Flyers fan or hockey fan, stay put. We will be right back to talk about that. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, for all my Sixers fans, please make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. And, of course, make sure uh, make sure you guys subscribe and rate to Oin Philly Sports wherever you stream podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go Sixers. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>